to this week's episode of Dum Dum Die, an all-female, all-awesome D&D 5th edition homebrew podcast and interactive Twitch stream, which means, oh hey Green Batch, thanks for the resub! Oh yeah! And we got some followers. Guys, we hit 100 followers. I'm Carla. I'm the GM of this interactive Twitch stream, which means you can help me co-GM, so get involved in the chat and let us know what you think you'd like to see happen to the players, if you'd like to help hinder or haunt them. And now my players are going to introduce themselves. I am Wednesday and I play Aloran Skyvale, the Azimar Paladin. Hi guys, I'm Nelly, I play Kira Nightingale and I am a half-elf sorcerer. Hey guys, I am Lina, and I am playing Andromach, the druid. All players get advantage on their first combat roll for all the dancing. That's awesome. But I laugh, this is just a shopping episode. Because <laughs> 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 they are in a town. All right, so you guys are in the town. Uh, you all mentioned how you went to sleep previously. Um, Andromach gave Lauren nightmares about his mother, uh, which... Yep drove Wednesday to dig much deeper into her character's backstory afterwards. She sent me a message. She's like, that was insane. And now I'm digging into my backstory. And I'm like, that makes me worry for your character's mental health and Freud. Yeah. <laughs> what would Freud say? I feel like in, in D&D, it's Frock. And he's a, a, an orc. That is just like the simplest solution is it's about male genitalia. Or your mom, Don't, like oh. and fighting. That's how, the That's value of frog fighting. It's all about fighting. <laughs> With his frog problems, he thought for a second he saw a Asma woman who looked like his mom, but then it wasn't, and they went to sleep. They did, however, oversleep the six a.m. time frame that he was looking for to meet at Draco Bell. Kira went into the guild and slept in a room very far away from and Stasis. You did notice, Kira, that it was oddly quiet, but knowing that a lot of the people in the guild are actually out on missions to try and raise some money for this guild, I mean, it could be that. Okay, so morning has broken, and, and now you guys are awake. <laughs> Shall we start with Nelly? Because I feel like Kira would wake up earlier than Andromach and uh, Lauren because they had problems. I feel like I probably got a lot of rest. I feel well you, rested despite uh, the situation of being back at the guild. <laughs> you feel a whole new level of rested as you guys yeah. all leveled up last week. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a brand new sorcerer. I feel like I've got like abilities and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel good. Sleep is uh, good for the soul. <laughs> so I'm going to get up and do a quick assessment. Uh, like I'll like, peek outside my the room I slept in and see if I spot anyone around. I just don't want to be seen. I don't want to interact with anyone right now. So just quick check around. Okay, roll perception for me. 14. There doesn't appear to be anyone out and about moving. You also managed to pick a part of the guild that you know is a little bit less populated because it's the colder side of the building and the furnaces and the sunshines on the other half. So generally people, when they can pick rooms, they don't pick these ones. And because the guild's so empty, you assume if anyone came, they would have gone to one of the other rooms. I'm going to first check if there's any food by like being prepared at the moment. I know I promised to go meet Lauren and Andromach by Draco Bell, but it's always nice to get some breakfast early just in case. You head to the kitchens. You don't hear any 
sounds coming from the kitchen. Do you go inside? I'm going to call out because I'm not used to going into the kitchen. It's usually where the kitchen staff usually work. So I, I'm not familiar with it at all. You call out. Uh, no one replies. Okay. That's, that's really weird. I'm going to just like walk in and just say very loudly, I don't mean to interfere, but will there be bacon? I thought there was still bacon left or at least like at least one quail egg. Hi. Hello. You walk in and you see it appears quite empty. And then all of a sudden you hear a voice as a gnome turns around. Well, you think it's a gnome. It could be a halfling. You're not sure. It's a short person. Individual. Elderly looking. I mean, it's not someone you've ever seen, but it could be because you don't, you know, you didn't interact with the kitchen staff. It appears they came out from under a wooden table in the center. And as you see this this um, gnome halfling come out the the uh, the under the table, you realize there's a lot of um, those step ladders, like those three step step ladders, to get to the top of um, tables and shelves. The gnome halfling woman says, "If you're looking for breakfast, I'm the only one here, and it takes a long time. I don't have magic to call down thunder and lightning." And then she. She's just complaining. Okay. And she's like, if I did, everyone would get hit by thunder and lightning. And she puts up her one arm and her other arm like she's like she's named her her muscles thunder and lightning. <laughs> and then she's going to go head over to a back room. And as she opens the door, a waft of cold air hits you as you hear the humming of um magical machinery and she's going to take out a frozen ham and she's going to throw it at you i'm going to catch with it with a five <laughs> you probably will catch it <laughs> and she throws you like a slab of bacon and she's like here's your bacon um thank you but are, are you okay you you're you seem very distressed i have uh, been in these kitchens for Okay, well, it's not been that long. I started a new job um, because I had a, an incident over on Kalandos and I thought a change of scenery would be good. But no, when I came here, there are crazy people, I tell you, crazy people. The one is just slaughtering everybody and now there's no work here and no money and I'm just sitting here and there's not that much food left. And then she opens the door. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, I'm gonna like try to close the door and like bend down where I'm I'm at eye level with her and I'll say like I'm I, I don't want I don't mean to harm you, but can you say that part again? Who's been slaughtering people? Where is everyone? She says Please? Miriam, you do not know why the guild is in so much trouble. And then you realize she's talking about the oh. reason your entire guild is in trouble. Oh. Oh, I thought she meant new slaughtering. I, no, that's old slaughtering, there's, but that's old news. There's okay. new slaughtering? And no, to, no. And then she goes under the table, and you can see she's had a like a, a bag packed, and she drags <laughs> out this uh, carry all, and she goes, "I'm going back to Calendars. I tell you, I'm going to get my nephew Canuffin, and we are never coming here again. This is a godless continent." <laughs> she takes her bag and she opens the walk-in uh, freezer room's door and says, "Take whatever you want. I'm done." And she throws her bag over her shoulder and starts exiting and she's like this place should be destroyed with thunder lightning i tell you thunder 
and she she leaves and then before she turns around she comes and she says do you have some gold for ship fee and she looks at you pleadingly Uh, can i just like figure like suss out if she's she seems like a sweet older individual but i don't know if she's just trying to like shake me up for some money okay cool roll inside i've been hardened by this adventure (laughs) i don't trust anyone now or anything 12 she seems legit um i mean the guild is poor I have a friend who seems quite wealthy. If you can wait, maybe we he'll give you some a piece of gold to get you home. Okay. She and she grabs the the bacon hock from you, ham hock. What the? And she says, "I'll make this if you're not back by the time it's made, and I've eaten it. I'm leaving. Please come back." That was and then my she, bacon. And then she starts making the bacon. <laughs> and she's like, I'm making it for you too. Now There's go, fetch your friend. Okay, 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 thank, thank you. And, I then think. She, okay. and then she shouts, three! And you can just hear her as you're leaving going, they didn't tell me there were three. She's, ah, discontinent. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> very upset. As you pass okay. the buck to someone else. Also, Playcraft and just subscribe for another month. Oh yeah, thank you so much. Okay, I feel bad. Let me just like I'll I'm, I'll I can give her one piece of gold. I'll, I'll say like, hey, if you, I'm gonna go pack my go get dressed properly. I'll come back for that bacon in ten no five minutes, and I should have something for you. And I'll just walk away. Cheers. Okay. Okay. And I, I'm gonna mumble. I hope it's the best bacon of my life. Go pieces. lightning! She shouts and she says, "I'll show you the best bacon of your life." Because she rolled in eighteen, so she definitely knows <gasps> that. Yeah, let me just go back to my room uh, quickly, just to get my gear, and then I'll go collect my my bacon from Little Thunder and Lightning. Give her like a very overpriced tip, and then be on my way to Draco Bell. Look, the bacon smells divine. You are unsure how she cooked it in five minutes, considering nothing was started. But, I mean, you are in the magic machinery guild, so it probably made some kind of stove. It's good. It's enough for probably to give you five sets of rations. It was a lot of bacon. I mean, it's not worth the investment, but I, I appreciate doing a little charity from time to time. And, yeah, I'm going to go to Draco Bell now. As you head towards Draco Bell, you're actually... Quite glad you took the bacon because as you approach the door, there's a sign that says that Draco Bell is closed in this um, in this town because the town doesn't have enough money to afford them staying open. And then it lists, it has like you know those arrows that say the nearest Draco Bell, and then it's put in like how many feet away it is. The nearest okay, Draco I- Bell is probably five towns away. Wow, that, that, that was a good investment in that bacon then. Okay, I'm going to just hold off and eating the bacon, wait for the others to show up. W- what time is it, roughly? So for you, probably 8-ish, half past 8-ish, because that's kind of when you said you would wake up. It is now definitely half past 8 for the two of you, Lauren and Andromach. When I wake up, I'm going to try not to shout to wake Andromach. Miss Andromach, it's time to wake up. Yeah, so... You find Andromach like lying on your bed, but you know, it looks like. No, I wouldn't like... go anywhere near the bed. That's the whole thing I would just <laughs> <laughs> from the other side of the room. 
one leg is like this way and the, the pillow is like somewhere over there on the floor. Hair is like sticking all over the place. You know, <laughs> a little bit of drawer on the side. And um, when she when she hears her name, she kind of jerks awake and like looks around and goes like squints at the sunlight in her eye and goes like I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. <laughs> Gets over, look, looks for a slipper or a shoe. You know, it's gonna be somewhere. I'm going to stand outside the door while I'm gonna leave the room to allow the lady to take care of her, what you call washing up and getting dressed and whatever. So I'm just gonna stand outside the door looking rather awkward of for your, a little while. Of your of, house? Yes, of my house. As, I'm actually um, gonna leave the whole house. You see that there's a lot less people than would normally be around at this time. Yeah, that's a bit weird. Yeah, but it's a uh, role perception for me. No, insight, sorry, insight. Insight. Because you can see it, but can you understand it? 13. You feel like the people who are still here are kind of not the best dressed people. And you kind of, and you remember living in a neighborhood that was quite well dressed. You paid extra to live in a nicer neighborhood. And it's... It seems like all the people with more money are not around. May I stop someone on the street just to find out what's happening? Hello, you there. Two people turn around. You hear Andrew Mark shrieking in her bedroom. Ah! (laughs) 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 What's happened to Affluenzo? Where is everyone? The one looks at you, laughs, and starts walking off. The one says, you're not really used to poor people, are you? No, you are correct. So what do you think's happened? There's no money, so all of you left, and now we have the town to ourselves. What do you mean there's no money? Well, the guild brought in the money. And since no one likes the guild, and there's no machinery, well, no one's paying them to run any machinery, We've got the town to ourselves. And roll perception for me? 17. She seems to be carrying a bag on her back that you think it has a candlestick inside. Is it normal for poor people to carry candlesticks in their bags, Carla? Just, just, would a Lauren think it is normal? I just need to know. <laughs> Before I react to this, I need to know. I just, like... I don't Should I know. roll insight to find out whether or not this is normal okay. behavior? Yeah, roll insight for me. Get over 12. Okay, no, three. I mean, who knows what poor people need to survive the day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Candlesticks, okay. jewelry, things from people's yeah. houses. So yeah, I'm just going to, to bow and, and say, thank you, my lady. And knock, turn around, knock on the door to see if Andrew Mark is finished. Uh, she's going to laugh, and then you hear some clinking as she walks away. It must be that candlestick. It, it, <laughs> you okay. know what? Um, Lauren, Green Badge yes. very correctly assumes you assume they are a candlestick maker. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> of course. That explains it. So, so Andrew Mock is going to, at that moment, like walk out of the bedroom. Her, her hair is kind of wet, and she's shivering a little bit. She goes, uh, where is your fireplace? 
she kind of looks around the small room to see if there's a fireplace or something that she can heat up. I feel like you splurged on spend living in this uh, fancy area, but you actually, you're what we call house poor. <laughs> so yeah, got, that's got, why it's a single space with a curtain in the middle. That makes sense. Yeah, and that's why uh, like nothing was stolen from your place. Oh, good. Because, I mean, Lauren likes the bracing cold, or at least that's what he tells himself. Um, of course. <laughs> I mean, do you not have a cantrip, uh, Lena? Like, flame, make flame. What's it? I I have flame something, on. but I, what's, what's I, need, to, <laughs> I need a candle or, or, a hot, or a fireplace or a campfire or something. He knows a candlestick maker. So, I mean, <laughs> there's that. So, basically, Andromach is just standing there shivering. You could go out into the sun. I mean, it's not winter there. I'm going to look at the window because apparently people were looking in on me when I was trying to take a bath. Um, <laughs> just to see if there are any more rude people out there, you know, who might like rob me if I leave the house without Lauren. Big towns here. Eh? I mean, it's true. <laughs> yep. Never know. <laughs> <laughs> as you as you shiver your timbers <laughs> all right um do you come outside into the sun you're all dressed you're ready to go to drow cobal if it's safe if it's safe i'm gonna like bake in the sun like a little like cat it it appears yeah. safe there's not that many people around then i am definitely gonna stand just outside the house like basking in the sun taking in the the beautiful morning but surreptitiously keeping like one eye open just in case something wants to jump me. It appears very safe. And you are now dry. It is now nine o'clock. I'm <laughs> going to go back inside, you know, take care of the morning ablutions or whatever people do in D&D. Then obviously get dressed and put my armor on and then meet Andromach outside and start marching towards Straukabel. I'm just going to assume that she's following me because... As per usual, I don't like to say what I'm doing. Yeah, but Andrew Mark just kind of falls in step behind, uh, like next to Lauren, and uh, she's like chatting her, her head off, you know. She's made new friends, so she goes like, you know, you, you really do look a lot bigger in your armor. Doesn't that rust? Isn't it cold in the mornings? How can you move around like that all day? Isn't it warm? Aren't you bothered by smell? And she's just ranting off like a bunch of things. <laughs> I'm sure Lauren is loving it. Yeah, people don't usually talk to me. So I'm just kind of, I'm enjoying the company, but I'm not responding. <laughs> You're just because... like, hmm, hmm, shaking yeah. the head. Yeah. One just because, Great. yeah, I'm concerned. My past experiences in responding to women have not been good. So I'm just. Wow. <laughs> At half past nine, these two suddenly come wandering up, Nelly. You have been waiting a while. Considering like... Lauren said he would be there when the sun rose. Right. Once I realized they weren't showing up, I would have at least tried to like suss out anything else around me, like check out the area. You notice that all the sort of affluent houses and businesses are near the center of town where Draco Bell is. Most of them do say that they're, they're closed for business or they, they've gone to their summer homes. But considering it is summer, I, I mean, that means they've gone to their summer homes in winter. 
So you must know things must be pretty bad. I mean, you guys have only been gone five days. So it just seems like people were fed up and have left for for the time. Um, if you peep in any house windows, you see mm-hmm. all their stuff is there. It's not like they totally moved their, moved their entire lives. Unless if you check, like maybe if you check four houses, one looks like it was broken into. And doesn't appear to have any candles or... <laughs> <laughs> or things like that. <laughs> but, you know, the, the owner won't miss it that much because they're rich and they can actually afford magical lighting. So the candles are just, uh, you know, for decoration. But you it do see odd. some of the poorer people moving around the town. They seem to be going about their normal days. Except none of them are going into, you know, the guild or the businesses. One is carrying milk. Some is carrying vegetables. So they're they're living normally just not working for other people. I'll just ask one, a, a, pass, a passerby, like, have you seen anyone else from the guild lately, dear sir or madam? You stopped someone, it's it's a human male. He turns and he says, um, yeah, about two days ago, I saw that tall one. You know, that, that, that tall one that you don't always see because he's sneaky. Like, I've never trusted that guy, that guy always seemed sneaky but he wasn't sneaky this time because there was no one else in the town so i saw him and then he was saying he was going on a mission and you guys have all gone on missions and so uh that's where he went but most you guys are all gone you've left the town all the other people have left the town and now it's our town and we're going to change the name we are meeting today they're having a community meeting and we are going to change the name of the town because we don't like that it's called Avaluenzo and we are having a revolution it's a pretty quiet revolution but okay he's like I'm and then he's and then he realizes what he said to you and then he's gonna try and roll intimidation with a (laughs) nine he's gonna say don't tell anyone about the revolution don't tell your guilt can I roll against him or does he intimidate me I don't know it's a nine (laughs) Do you feel I feel like, like no, I, I don't. And there's a good chance I'm, I might be taller than him as well. So <laughs> yeah, um, uh, he is a guy from Joburg. He he wants to rename the town Joburg. Is actually what he meant. Wants to rename the town. He's because his name is Joe, and his idea is that he wants to call the town Joesburg. Chat says he does look buff, but it's that kind of buff that comes from you know working out, not from actual use. So you don't think he could be a threat to you at all? I'm just going to nod my head condescend. Like, I'll nod my head as if I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Won't tell a soul. Meanwhile, I'm like, really? No, just please go away. And then he turns to you and he's like, and if you're around at 12 o'clock, we're going to vote and vote for Joesburg. Joesburg. And then he, like, w- opens his hands and then leaves with his hands open. Like, just imagine Joesburg. I'll see you there. He's Probably like, not, but maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. He's like, yeah. Sweet. And then he leaves. Your bacon is now cold. <laughs> oh no! I, I, I'm, I, let's say I've been nibbling on it because at this rate, I always try to be polite. Now I'm just been nibbling on my one ration. As we come around the corner and, and I see Kira, then and and Ramaka's just gonna wave like excitedly, like have a little jump in her step. She feels much better this morning. <laughs> and uh, since 
since uh, Lauren was so responsive to all the many questions and queries made by Andromach this morning, you know, she's like, um, she's feeling pretty bubbly. The <laughs> most she's ever gotten out of Lauren. So she's feeling pretty good. She's feeling pretty good. <laughs> there you guys are. What, what took you so long? I thought you, of all people, Paladin, would be here as the sun rose. Oh. I was unimpressed. <laughs> Apologies, Miss Nightingale. It appears that I'm still suffering from those fever dreams from the crabs. <laughs> I don't think she ever knew you had the crab fevers, the crab Ooh. fever dreams. Ooh. So you have just said something very random to her. Um, yeah. That's a lot to know, Lauren. And, and since we are compatriots, uh, I appreciate that you feel free to share, but... <laughs> Perhaps we should not. I'm going to say, but Miss Nightingale, crabs. your sister suffered the fever dreams as well on the <laughs> island. <laughs> Sorry. What? What did you do with my sister? And he's saying it with a very straight face because he's being very literal. And, and my mind is aware of any kind of innuendo attached to anything like that. Yeah, right now I look like that meme, that lady with all the calculations. I'm like, what did they do? <laughs> I, I was only kidnapped like for a few hours and they were having this is why stuff they... happening and exchanging, exchanging crabs. This is why they didn't save you. <laughs> um, at, at, immediately. At this point, Andrew Muff, you also remember that you also had the the crab bone crab fever. Andrew Muff would just look like far off into the distance. And just kind of nod her head and go like, oh, so I remember those. Just kind of shakes her head. I'm going to just take a step back from both of you and like just breathe and just think, okay, maybe it's not what I think it is. Because, and I look at Andrew Mark, I'm like, that, that, this being is too innocent to have crabs. Yeah, it, it can't be that. Right. <laughs> right, right at that moment. I kind of pick up on, on her um, supposed insinuation and Andrew Mark just kind of winks at her. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking another step back. Anyway, Draco Bell is closed because the town is closed. But I think we should still go to the guild town hall, the guild hall and um, yes, tell them what we, we found should. out. Yeah. Uh, we well, should the report to them. About Banquo and about your mother, definitely. We can definitely talk about Banquo. My mother is not up for discussion until I... You know what? Yes, let's tell them everything. But let's not say it was my mother. Let's say it's a person that we have discovered. And we have not yet confirmed that it could possibly, maybe, be my mother. But Ms. Nightingale, this information is very important. The more people that know about it, the more people will be able to hunt the serial killer. Um, Lauren, do you love your mother? Do you, you, would you want your mother to be, to be tracked down and killed? Okay, at which point, it's maybe during the day, but Lauren has cast light at mention of his own mother. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> Snap, guys. As an aside, chat is saying, title of your sex tape, the new um, episode title. So I called this one Close for Business. But if I had known, I would have definitely called it. Uh, I got them crab fevers. As an oh. <laughs> and and Green Badge says Draco Bell is closed due to crabs. 
you guys remember it's not the guild hall, it's the town hall. As soon as we report it, we will be paid, in which case your sister's cut will go directly to the guild. And as we can tell, the guild really needs those funds. That's Andrew, Mark, please roll insight for me. 15. You realize that they're going to get money now. And <laughs> it doesn't seem like you're going to get money. And Rock just looks like very innocently to both of them. You go like, um, this, this is not the um, guild hall? Or are we going to the town hall? Did you guys finish the job? Could I come with you? Of course. Um, but we, need have, we have business to attend to. But of course, you, you're more than welcome to join us. Um, oh, I have... You, have you both eaten yet? No. Lawrence uh, no. late. Just twisting wow. that knife. I'm, right? I'm going to look ashamed. Like, really ashamed. Like, you know, in the anime, when they get, like, the dark shadow over themselves. <laughs> like that. I'm going to just pause. You know how, like, Baby Yoda was, like, sipping on his bone broth? Like, hmm... <laughs> I'm just looking at them right now. I'm, like, mm. Can I I'm just eat that little bit of bacon, <laughs> and then I'll say, "By the way, here's some bacon rations I I got from the guild. I, I imagine you're both hungry. There... That's the least I can do to show some hospitality." I bow and thanks. It's very good bacon. Yeah, let's go to the town hall. As you enter the town hall, you see the main front desk, and then you see once again the job board. There is a giant poster that is basically an enlarged version of the one you guys initially took searching for the conky killer and there's actually quite a few people in this building and they're rushing about into the back offices you do see the woman that signed your contract but ah. everyone's hustling and bustling and they're talking to each other and there's a couple of arguments in on the side and people are carrying uh, papers looking very official also, ooh, hello, Konex Faye. If I said your name incorrectly, I apologize. And thanks for following us last night. I think you were our hundredth follower, so thank you. Oh, oh yay! <laughs> you guys all had advantage on combat, which I don't know if that's going to happen. So, <laughs> but Nelly has advantage on a roll of her choice. Oh, okay. And everyone for their next roll has advantage. So, in the town hall, you said everybody is hustling and bustling about. Yeah, it feels full, although there's only probably about eight eight people. Also, chicken wingers, thanks for following us. I'm gonna go towards that lady who wrote her, who signed our contract, and try get like get her attention. As you sort of grab her, she turns around and she goes, "What? Oh, oh, it's you. Oh, you're alive. Oh, you obviously uh, didn't do the job then. We did the job and we've succeeded the job. I'll have you know. And she isn't says, that right, Lauren? Yes." We have managed to vanquish Banquo, who was one of the Conky killers. The other one is Miss Nightingale's mother, whom we are still searching for. We have come <sighs> to collect our fee for destroying the killer that was responsible for the deaths that happened in Affluenza. She turns and she says, hold on a moment. She whispers to the person who she was talking with, and you hear the word Joesburg. <laughs> and then she turns around and she says, let's, let's go into a private room. So she leads you down a corridor and into one of the side contract rooms. You can see that the magical camera has turned on. And she basically conjures up three seats for you. And she says, all right. And she looks at, at you, um, Andromach, and she says, who are you? You're not on the contract. Uh, 
Uh, no, uh, I uh, Andrew Mark looks distinctly uncomfortable. Um, uh, uh, um, they were in trouble, and I'm, I'm, I just, I just helped. Um, yeah, I, I just helped, and I saved them, and um, I, I helped them get through the sewers, and I protected the flower, and. We somehow ended up back here. She's, and I kind of look around the room. She says, I feel like this is going to take very long. I'll shorten it up for you. She says, where's the other one? Where's uh, ah, she, Stasi? She, she didn't make it. She uh, Unfortunately, she didn't make it. Oh. I'm going to say she sacrificed herself for the good of all by vanquishing both herself and the Conky Killer at the same time. I'm going to just like, you know, nod because I'm racked with emotion right now. But I'm just like, yeah, she did. And Ramach has this look of, oh, like recognition just clicked in. That's what happened. And then from her side, she goes, oh, well, this is awkward. Um, okay, I'll tell you what. You are now added to the contract. She clicks her fingers and you can see she had laid out a scroll and something Wait, adjusts. But we have to honor what Stassi did. We can't just ignore that. She says, yes, but I can't give you money for someone who is not here. You can give it to the guild. She came from the guild. You didn't and sign it. I'm getting it. a bit more, I'm more upset. She says, well, the guild didn't sign it. And there's no one here from the guild. Besides, I'm and I don't mean to be guild. insensitive. She says, I hope you have proof. Because we had another, well... We didn't have, um, because there's nobody here anymore, which is why we are facing this idiotic revolution. But a town not too far from here has had another murder whilst you were away. So either you didn't get the killer, or you allowed it to slip through your fingers, or as your partner so clearly stated the killer is your mother, in which case I'm not sure I want to give you any money. And unless you're... And then she thinks about it. You can see she's trying to manipulate you through some kind of magical effort, um, Kira. And she says, I don't mean you any harm. I am totally not someone you should be killing she doesn't say it out loud <laughs> but you feel you feel like that thought popped into your mind but in her voice whereas you know whereas you know if someone tries to do that to your mind and they succeed it would have felt like a thought of your own and she looks at you and she raises her eyebrow and she goes moving swiftly along um, I, can I yeah. roll intimidation? Because that was just offensive. Everything that she, she just did was offensive. And I am upset. Really cool. upset. Guys, uh, like, she's an actual clerical worker. So, I mean, uh, Green Badge says you should punch her. <laughs> but yes, um, you can roll intimidation. I'm tempted, Green Badge. I'm so, okay, let me roll intimidation. Ooh. I'm just going to say, um, upon my honor as a paladin and a noble, madam, I can assure you that we did, in fact, kill Banquo. It is rather unfortunate that Miss Nightingale's mother was not present at the time, but we shall be looking for her shortly. I rolled 24. <laughs> okay. Um, she's, looking at, she's looking at a Lauren, and she says, 
I don't care who you did or did not kill as long as they're not in my town. But unless you have proof that they are the killer, and as she's saying this, what do you do, Kira? Because I imagine she's quite small, right? I have this image of her being small lady. Yes, um, yeah. going to, I won't punch her green badge, but I'm going to walk towards her and say, look, look, tell me that to my face, that my sister is dead and I just pretend she's dead. I'll show you dead if you want to see dead. She says, no, everything seems to be in order. Everything seems um, to be in order. I and- will just go get your money and... The fact that, you know, we all thought, and then she leans in conspiratorially like she's trying to be your friend. Specifically you, Kira. She says, well, in the other town, it was a changeling that was murdered. So we actually start to be, are thinking it's a changeling that is going around murdering all these people. Because you know that changelings are evil. We've all known. They are the reason the economy is ruined. They have taken our livelihoods. It's the changelings. And then she also realizes that you just scared the crap out of her and mentioned the death of, and then she also, and and I'm, I'm very sorry for your loss. And she holds out her hand to pat you, which if you had been friends would have also still been like a pat pat, like awkward. But now she's also <laughs> afraid of you. So it's like a, she just sort of waves her hand in the air in front of you, like consolingly in her mind. And she's like, there, there. And it looks like she's wafting away a fart almost. And then she's like, um, I'll, I'll go get your money. And then she clicks her fingers and she resets the contract. And she says, and it's up to you how you divvy it up. Before she leaves, I have one of those, um, what you call, those windy key things. I actually picked it up. Oh, the clockwork. Um, yes, I have one of those clockwork things. Someone has proof. I'm just going to hand it to her and say, here's your evidence. And she says, oh, thank you. Uh, this will help with the filing. And, and you can see she looks a little relieved. At the mention of changelings, Andromach's ears picked, picked up. And uh, when she started accusing and saying all those nasty things about the changing, Andromach just kind of went ramrod stiff, trying her level best to not say anything unnecessary or do anything unnecessary to aggravate the situation. But she she's clearly upset. She is she is highly upset right now. Yeah, because I mean, Andromach, as much as your family has told you that this is how people would behave, because you guys have been in hiding so long, you've probably never experienced it. Yeah. Welcome to the wide world of uh, racism in D&D. Guys, it's it's real. May I roll history just because I just want to know whether or not I agree with what the woman said about changelings. Yeah, roll history. That's a 21. Basically, everything she says is what the history books say. So the history books say, mm. you know, uh, the whole continent used to be very uh, wealthy. And they started creating the magic machinery. And they were using mm. oil from the whales in the sea. But then the changelings took it upon themselves to try and save said whales. By mm-hmm. basically casting some kind of voodoo. Because... Also, in the history books, it kind of, obviously, his, like, history is written by the, the victors, right? Or the yes. people who are left. So it puts there that, you know, 
changelings are weird beings, something akin to demons in the fact that they're innately magical. Um, so it's not like they cast a druidic spell or they cast a warlock spell. The spells they cast are changeling spells. And so they cast a spell that sent all the whales up into the sky and set back the continent by uh, like a hundred years as they had to try and find a way to get into the air to, to get the oil to let their lives proceed. And because they had been so reliant on machinery, they actually really, really struggled for for a while. But at oh. the same time, you know, because you were quite wealthy and a prince, you do know a little bit about economics and you think if all the whales had been killed, there wouldn't be machinery anyway. And it was a long time ago. So, I mean, the fact that they saved the whales have saved them for you to use the machinery. So... Are okay. they the worst? Maybe. Maybe not. It was a long time ago. Okay. Thank you. So she's going to leave the room? After she leaves, uh, Andrebach just kind of pulls her knees up to her chest and she's just kind of sitting on the chair with her chin in her, you know, resting on her knees and she, she's kind of looking a little depressed. I'm going to look towards Andrebach and say, we'll, we'll, because I don't want to say anything that will give her away, but I'll just say, like, we'll get out of here as soon as possible and then we can talk. So Andromach just gives her like a slight nod. Andromach, you realize that she was mentioning the changeling killing that basically started your whole um, adventure journey. Perhaps they might have more information. Basically, all three of you realize that she did mention another killing that happened whilst you were away. And so did Andromach. So perhaps there's more information on this if you'd like to continue your quest to find the conky killers. So she brings back a hundred. Sorry, I was like, there's three of you. There was a hundred. She does bring along with her another one of the scrolls with more details. And this time it says that the reward is 200 gold pieces and any fees accrued getting the killer. And then it's, it has a, a little asterisk and it says there, you need to bring invoices. Basically, she puts it down and she says, if you believe you could find the killer, which, and she turns to you, Kira, and she's very afraid. And she says, which I do not think for a second is your mother. And she looks around the room and she says, we all know who it was. And she says, so be careful and go find them and stop the scourge that is taking over our country so that this town can return to normal. Never mind the fact that the town is like this because of, you know, man-made problems <laughs> from elves. <laughs> but still, right? would you be interested in renewing your contracts to extend to this and including your partner here? And we shall include the guild in honor of your sister. I'm going to say I yes. <laughs> yes, I agree. I'm, I'm in. And she looks at you, Andrew Muff? Even though this lady insulted her blatantly, she kind of has this um, careful but half-determined look on her face and says, I'm in as well. She snaps her fingers and you can see the contract adjusting and there now are four names and a split of 25%. The scroll does say where the, the, does say the town's name. It's not one you guys are familiar with, but she does say it's probably about... 10 days walking west from here. <laughs> so I'm assuming we're just going to split the gold and Kira will take Stasi's share for the guild 
Um, I'm just going to give Anamok 10 gold pieces just. Out of yours? Yes, out of mine. From the paladin who was did, like She did save weeks. my life. Andromach is uh, kind of surprised, but definitely grateful for for uh, for your generosity. As you leave the the town hall, you see people scurrying about, and you realize what they're discussing is the attempted coup of changing the town name. Critics, thank you for the cheer of thirty bits. It's super appreciated. Oh, wow. Geekwas could be bitted us, cheered us, cheer bitted us. You realize you got money drunk, and for a second you were like, money, and then just dancing. Because, I mean, technically that's, we got oh, bit yeah. drunk. We were we were bit drunk, so that's what happened. Oh, yeah. I can, I can see that happening. Like, she, this flash of money. Like, it's probably, and dancing. for uh, Kira and Andromach, it's probably m the most money you've ever seen. Lauren, you've seen much more money than this, but... You've just been poor. I've all never while. earned money by myself, so I'm just super excited. We just got cheered again by Chicken Wingers. Boom! With 51 bits. As the clerical worker in the office looks at you with very wide eyes and says, If there's nothing else, you may go. Quinix Fay has just cheered again for 100 bits. Gikoskabi, <laughs> you're such a sweetheart. He also cheered 100 bits so that Wednesday can help, we can help pay Wednesday for editing this podcast because she has to edit this stuff out because on the podcast, Aww. the five second dance party is not going to make sense. So Aww, thank you so much. Yeah, I can just see the two of them walking in front, like dancing and going. <laughs> And they need a beat, okay? They need a beat to accompany this epic exit. So Andromach is just going to walk behind and go like... Wow. Yes. All right. I'm learning That's things cool. about you. I appreciate this. Sure. As the number one hot pose podcast on the internet exits the town hall, leader, roll perception for me. I got a dirty 20. You think you hear in Puffer, Puffer Shark something trying to beatbox, but it's like, <laughs> but because it's a lot of air. And then you remembered you have a map that could help you find this new town. If I yeah. unroll the map, it'll probably sound better. <laughs> yeah, as you, as you do, it does, instead of sounding like, <laughs> it sounds like, I just need to take this gold to the guild in honor of Stasi. Will I meet you somewhere, or will, or will you go back no, to your will, lodgings? What we should do is accompany you to the guild, especially since that there is about to be a revolution. It may be dangerous you also, for a young woman to be alone on the streets. You also realize there's probably nowhere for you to spend your gold anyway, because most of the things are closed, unless you wanted to go buy candles. Okay, and cool. Taking out the map and looks at the little puff of fish, and she's just like, hey, little guy. Yeah, we're going to play there. <laughs> As soon as I get to some water, we can do it properly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. As as you see, the map is totally. There's no drawings on it, but the puffer fish is there, and it is beatboxing, and its little fins are like moving up and down, and it seems less angry about the hole in in itself. Finally. I mean, really, dude, you have to go. Okay, that's out of character. Never mind. I just... <laughs> uh, dancing and beatboxing fills the hole in the soul of the map. As you head back to the guild, you realize Kira that there's not really anyone there there is a safe but you're not sure where it is the, map the guild could master's tell you. room hey puffer shark oh buddy oh pal where can I find the safe 
for the guild. I just want to put Stasi's gold away for the guild. As you ask it that, it puffs its face up and blows towards the page. And you can see for a brief second the the map falls out, but then it goes away. It's very dry. Oh, 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 let me take my water skin out and do a little like a little salt-based sprinkle of water over the map. You see the map of the guild, and we're gonna stop it here. So don't worry, Kira, I haven't forgotten that you won a moment with Andromach. Lauren, you don't know that Andromach is a changeling, so you are not worried. Nope. <laughs> Dark Wolf is glad the map has survived this long. It does have a hole <laughs> in it where uh, hey. Kira poked it with the sextant. I just wanted That's to not the word sextant. Point fang- <laughs> Let's not point fingers and use sextant words. Okay? <laughs> Let's not point sextants at other people. <laughs> Get your sextant out of my face, thank you very much. <laughs> Sextants and crab fever dreams. Yeah! <laughs> thank you all so, so, so much for being here. Uh, remember, if you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends, foes, families, and familiars. Find us on all the socials at dumdumdie, spelled D-U-M-D-U-M-D-I-E, or you can mail us at dumdumdiepod at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody, for the cheering, the chatting, and the general awesomeness. Please stay safe and well, and remember we appreciate you and we hope you have the most amazing week.